Welcome back for season three of the Experience Matters podcast powered by Arise Virtual Solutions. This show is custom made for those who care deeply about customers. Each episode will awaken your curiosity through fresh perspectives, inspire you through many of the world's most talented experienced designers, and challenge you with new ideas proven to activate loyalty. We have just what you need to be there. Be aware and be essential for your customers. And now for your host, Nate Brown. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Experience Matters podcast. It's me, your host, Nate Brown, and I have been so excited to launch this season three of the Experience Matters podcast. It is going to be by far the biggest and the best season that we have done so far. We've got some great guests, some wonderful surprises lined up, all on the theme of elevating your mentality around CX, equipping you and bringing that excitement and energy into this wonderful work that we get to do together. So today we're going to talk about an area of customer experience that I don't feel like it's talked about near enough. And it's this reality of where expectations come from, especially those expectations that form outside of our control. (laughs) A lot of times we just try to pretend that that doesn't exist, but it has a tremendous impact on the overall customer experience. And we've got to embrace it and find ways to at least mitigate damage, if not be strategic to be able to gain some control that we thought maybe we didn't have the ability to gain. Uh, So in order to inspire us in this area, we have a wonderful CX thought leader. His name is Rich Wilder. He represents an organization you may or may not have heard of called SHEP. But I guarantee you that this is an organization that has a big impact on your life in terms of you being able to acquire the goods and the products that you've come to love, uh, Shep is there and they're doing some amazing things. So can't wait to learn from Rich. Let's jump into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Experience Matters podcast. We've got somebody very special for you today. This is my buddy, Rich Wilder. Uh, Rich and I had a, a phenomenal dinner in in Florida a few weeks ago and was able to, to guess Rich's favorite movie and just a few yes or no questions. Right, Rich? That's correct, mate. That's right. Yeah. Just a few. <laughs> just a few. <laughs> but Rich, is uh, he's, he's a luminary in the retail space when it comes to customer experience. He's the director of customer experience at Shep. Uh, so Rich, let's get to know you a little bit with our one, two, three. Tell us a little bit about you. Number one. Absolutely. I currently live in the Orlando, Florida area. I've been here a little less than 10 years, originally from North Carolina. Wife and two kids have worked with uh, CHEP USA for about 18 years in a number of roles and most recently now with the customer experience director at CHEP. That's so great. Well, and what drew you into the CX space? What do you love about CX, Rich? I've, I've been with our business 18 years and I started on the side that doesn't deal with customers, moved into the customer facing roles and move my way up in the business. But I think the thing for me, it's trying to always look for ways to get better tomorrow than I am today, right? So the passion behind that of how can we be a better business to our customers tomorrow in the B2B environment we're in and the impact that that does have on on a user. But the folks on my team, the users, the peers that we're looking at, what is their experience like and the impacts that that ultimately makes on customer experience? So that was the little bit of passion that I had behind it. We created this role within the last six months to say, look, let's get serious about this as a business. And yes. and I you know, volunteered to, to take a lead on the team. 
Oh, that's so cool, Rich, that uh, that you created the role and, and have, are filling the role and doing such a great job with it. I remember seeing you speak at, at CCW in Florida and just being blown away uh, by what you're already accomplishing in, in this new function. Uh, so number three, uh, just tell us something you're excited about in general, just life. As a parent, I pretty much follow where my kids go. Last year, my son picked up a, a new sport just for fun, bowling. Bowling in the state of Florida is a varsity sport. Never in my life. I played every other ball sport, but that one. So I'd say for me, it's just watching someone learn the challenge of something new. And, you know, myself as well, I have zero experience there. So I'm not a coach. I'm, I'm, I'm a caddy at best in that space, but watching him go through that, watching him succeed and learn. And then, you know, what's it taught me on the side about, you know, the ability to be open-minded, to learn new things, to, you know, how to support that. And then I, that carries over into my professional life as well. And I think some of the things that I've learned to do is just be a, be a better listener, you know, not always try to fix, try to solve and really just sit back and be more empathetic and try to understand someone else's perspective. So there's a lot of carryovers of things in you know, personal professional life that I would say for me, you know, I would say excite me and, and help me out, make me a better person in general. I think you were made for the CX role, Rich. And I, I thought you were going to say pickleball, <laughs> which has exploded in I would Florida. love to try that, yeah. <laughs> as nice as it is down here, there's lots of tennis courts where it'd be a great place to go do that for sure. Absolutely. But bowling is awesome as well. And, yeah. and that does make sense in the summer. Everybody's going to file into those air-conditioned right. bowling halls. Right. Uh, that's very cool. Well, uh, so we have a, a special conversation today, especially for those uh, that are in the retail space you probably have no idea how much SHEP impacts the the experiences that we're all trying to provide. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing, Rich, uh, how much how much logistical power and how much data and and everything that SHEP has. Tell us a little bit about that context there. Absolutely. In the SHEP world, we're pulling blue wooden pallets, and everything's moving on something. And a majority of the products in the United States are moving on a pallet. Our primary customers are in the manufacturing consumer packaged goods business. So what does that mean for me and you, Nate? When we're going to the grocery store and we're looking for this week's meals and what are we going to do, most of that's moving on ship. And just the power of our ability to ensure that our platform is where it needs to go so that the manufacturers can put the cereal and the health and beauty needs on those so that you and I can go to the store. The data piece is cool because uh, in in our model, our customers have to let us know where the pallets are going. We don't have an automatic way to track. They, mm. they, it's a wooden asset. It's wood paint nails. That's that's it. One skew. Trying to keep it simple. But they let us know where it goes so we understand how it's pooling. And we're moving pallets across the country. We're collecting from retailers when they're empty. We're starting that cycle all over again. Mm-hmm. So we're saving. We're keeping you know trash out of the landfills. We're bringing back the environment for every pallet we make. We're planting two new trees. I mean, there's a oh, lot wow. of cool things in the story of just the skew itself, but the data alone, it's millions of transactions uh, flowing in and out of our SAP system that help us understand where things are going. How can we plan for tomorrow? And look in the future, it's how can we anticipate someone's needs before they call us and ask wow. me that's that to me is the sweet spot of can I anticipate what a customer needs in the next two weeks based on the last three years of data, right? Based on the last three years of history. That's what we're looking at. Like that's the next thing for us is, can we really be that supplier of tomorrow that our customers want and expect from us? 
I love it. In so many ways, you, you all are the backbone of, of many of the experiences that we're delivering. Uh, so it's, it's awesome what you're doing. So Rich, you and I have talked a little bit about this, this bullwhip effect that is out there. And, uh, and you even gave some insight into going back to like last year around the toilet paper shortage and, mm-hmm. and how that could have been predicted. Tell us a little bit about that bullwhip effect. Yeah, so our what we're seeing now is the retailers are have a lot more inventory than they had this time of year historically, just because of the issues that we've had in the Pacific Ocean with getting product over to the U.S. Those products don't come over necessarily on our platform, but our platform is used once it gets to the U.S. in ways in which it's not been used in the past, and it's creating some constraints for us and our customers to be able to put out the product we need. And we've been very transparent with them about how things work and they move. And when we talk about toilet paper, you know, there's timing that's a part of this situation as well. At the time which we were all being sent home and not going to work, not going to school, not going to restaurants, staying in hotels, commercial toilet paper was sitting in warehouses waiting to be shipped because of the anticipation of spring break, amazing uh, Easter and the summer, not to be sent to home. So, you know, mm. our platform is moving as much as possible, but we were seeing this shortage of toilet paper as a user because it wasn't the right time of year for the production. One of the things that you know we're all seeing right now, if you're out in those retail environments shopping, is you might start to wonder, man, Christmas is really picking up a lot faster. Rarely have we seen Christmas go up in stores in September with the exception of the hobby stores, but it's hitting now because that's inventory that's been sitting and waiting for well over nine months that's finally wow. here, ready to go, and they've got to get rid of it. So the bullwhip effect is... You know, we were all worried if we were going to be able to provide for Christmas in some aspects, maybe from a gift exchange, depending upon, you know, how you celebrate the season 12, 18 months ago to where there's this abundance of material that's out there now that just wasn't available a year ago. Oh, well, I mean, so much, so much CX insight here, just in terms of understanding customers, being able to set clear expectations. I mean, but one thing that's going on right now, Rich, I mean, you all are getting phone calls from your clients in many ways around situations that you don't control. Is, has that been the case for you? Yeah, we've actually seen, we've seen a big channel shift for one, for our customers. They're emailing us. It's a lot easier, yeah. but the, you know, the challenge is, is yes, the types of calls and communications we're getting, we've seen that need change to where, you know, their personal lives and our personal lives, we expect, we get immediacy. We know instantaneously where something's going in our world. We're not, we're not issuing SKUs that go into a box and are delivered to your home. It's truckloads of platforms that are going to location. And right. the challenge is, is our, you know, we're struggling with can, how can we meet this need of immediacy, letting you know right now what's going on with all of the different variables, whether it's, we have a labor constraint in some markets, we have driver shortage, we have all these, you know, <sighs> supply chain situations that are keeping us from being able to provide you an answer maybe when you need it. So how can we truly Meet your need, but also be realistic about how we do that. And I think that's the number one challenge. So yeah, the types of calls we're getting today aren't necessarily, hey, where's my stuff from today or yesterday right. more so than, are you going to be able to satisfy my production needs next week? I mean, we've never been in a situation where from just an ETA perspective, our customers have wanted to know, are mm-hmm. you going to meet, meet me on next week or the next Monday? Because they're really in a space of, the just in time is not even fast enough. It's moving quicker than that in these supply chains as far as how product is moving and how fast things are flying out. And so look, they're just quick changes in a retail environment. You know, 
Uh, inventory is moving at a fast pace, in some cases not fast enough. Certain things are hard to plan for, and with a lot more inventory, you have uh, changes in, in planning a lot quicker than maybe you've expected in the past. So yeah, those variables are what we're trying to, how do you plan for variables? That's the, that's, that's the challenge, right, man? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about that. And I mean, one of the, one of the stakes are so high for, for your clients. I mean, the, their ability to deliver on their promise depends on, on your inventory being there. So knowledge of where that inventory is and where you're about to be able to unlock some more of that inventory from different retail environments and utilize that in the sustainable model that you have, that, that is so important. And uh, I, I know <laughs> having been on uh, a part of this, uh, you're you're leveraging the gig, the gig CX uh, reality that is mm-hmm. out there to be able to accomplish part of that. Tell us how you've been able to to leverage gig CX to mm-hmm. be able to understand where your inventory is. Right. So one of the things that we're trying to understand is where are our platforms, and yeah. we've looked at non-traditional models to try to help us understand where our assets are. We've got well over forty thousand locations across the U.S. and where our platforms could be, and we've leverage partnerships with folks like Arise to help us, you know, really get some insight into those locations, whether they're retail stores or DCs to help us understand are our platforms where they should be and how do we adjust our inventories based on those results. Mm -hmm. Even in the transportation space, uh, we've been leveraging just different ways in which we can find more drivers. So we have a partnership with some gig players that are in that space that are helping us as well. But we're also looking at ways in which what are the, how do we understand not just where the platform is, but where equipment is available because equipment being able to get to the platform and take it from one place to another is just as important, you know, as, as knowing where our inventory is. So we're looking at ways to partner in the gig space to maybe identify opportunities where we've not traditionally, uh, you know, looked before, which is great. You know, everyone's out doing something, well, what could they do for you while they're out? That I think that's the question is, you know, what is that that soccer mom that works from home potentially or doesn't work at all who's going to go on a grocery run and could she yep. bring you some insight while she's in that store and come back? And that's the space we're looking at. Is that college student that's got a little downtime between classes that's going to pop over to a drugstore or go someplace and grab something and go back home. Could they, could they make a run for you? Could they find some insight for you and share that? So those are the types of things that we've been challenged with is trying to think and look at differently because at the end of the day, if we understand where our stuff is, it helps us plan for our customers better. Mm-hmm. They can trust that we're going to be there on time and they can run their production so that when you and I go to the store this weekend, what we want is going to be on the shelf. And that's the key. That's where it matters. Yeah. Oh, it's so exciting the way that you've connected these dots. I mean, we have this this challenging logistical situation in the world. It's hard to set clear expectations with your with your clients that have these high stakes, but then very intelligently leveraging the, the gig CX model, being able to set more clear expectations and understand more where that inventory is so that, that you can keep your promises to them. Uh, it, it's such a cool thing. What a creative way uh, to, to be able to Absolutely. leverage people that are just out in the world, just kind of going about their business and, and being able to withdraw value from those individuals that, that really brings meaningful insights to you. Yeah, it's been a great partnership. And I think that, you know, it's just, it's just the tip, what we've been doing, you know, we tell our team is the tip of the spear and we're at the, you know, the face of Chep and everything that we do, but how can we, you know, that, that team is only so many employees within the business in the gig space. Yeah. It could be thousands of touch points 
in a matter of days that we just do. We just don't have the ability to do that in our current model. So that's why we're leveraging partners as to how can we truly, you know, be that those eyes and ears out there where we just traditionally haven't been, which is great. It's been a great experience so far. That's so cool. Well, Rich, uh, as we, we kind of close down here a little bit, uh, thank you for being the backbone of mm-hmm. CX in so many ways. And uh, you, you've just been a, a fun person for me to get to know this past year and a half. You're, you're sharing great CX content. You're doing awesome things for your team, bringing that EX element in and just serving them really well. So just thank you for everything that you're doing, Rich. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It, one of the things that I want to share with you that we're doing this week, National Customer Service Week is this week. So we've had a lot of fun gaming that we took the team out to launch we've doing contests every day and i'm not dressed in sports gear but i will be later but today's sports day so your favorite team you know i know you're in tennessee but a lot of folks down here florida state dolphin gator fans so you know i think the key for me for the cx to really work is that your employees have to understand they have to buy in they have to you know if they don't enjoy where they are and they don't enjoy the work that they're doing if you're always harping on the negative it's going to be hard for them to lock in. So, you know, mm-hmm. it was in a meeting this week with managers and we spent the first 45 minutes talking about all the things that are breaking. Oh, so wow. before, we, before we broke the huddle, I said, hey, just so <laughs> we're all clear, I threw some stats out there. It's like, here's all the cool things that we, at, we are doing well. Yeah. I was like, you guys, I was like, we always like to try to talk about things that are breaking and fix things that are breaking. And I was like, but let's take a little bit of time and say, here's where the team's doing well. We're going to go to lunch today and celebrate folks that are in this trench, you know, taking these grenades for us, but 40, 50% of what they're doing is well above uh, expectation. So let's not, let's not forget that to these folks that are doing that and, you know, give them a pat on the back while we know we're still trying to make things better. Striving for perfection, while it might be a goal, you're never going to get there. Nothing wrong with striving, but don't forget the things that are good. You know, I think that's the thing with the team is recognizing that and understanding that we want to be better, but let's not, correct things that are working just because we're trying to always fix things that are breaking. So that's, that's our mindset, which is good. So, yeah. Yeah. Perfection. We're having fun, man. So fun. Many ways for perfection could be the enemy. You know, there's no finish line to CX work. We're just getting smarter and better and finding new ways to serve our customers. And I I love how you're connecting that, that EX dot. I was uh, sitting in my chair uh, two days ago and, and just this thought came to me of the way our employees feel about the brand today is how your customers are going to feel about the brand tomorrow. I really believe that. So love what you're doing there. Um, Yeah. And and the voice of customer element too, Rich. I mean, I think what you're talking about this meeting and there's all these opportunities, there's these friction points that you're identifying, Mm -hmm. which which that's awesome that you have that insight. You've earned that insight into here's the ways that we could do better. And even that in and of itself is something to celebrate. But the other side of that VOC engine, to use a, a Gene Bliss term there, is the great things that are going on, the, the successes that you're having in terms of the ways that you are serving your customers really well, that you've gotten better and smarter mm-hmm. over the past months and years. So the, the VOC engine can do both those things. It, it can Absolutely. motivate and inspire. It can encourage and, and give cause to celebrate, but then it, it can also just align and clarify. These are the biggest opportunities we have to get better. Yep. When I engage with other leaders in a similar space, I always share with them that we're intentional about customer feedback, that we close the loop, we do follow up, but we're also very intentional about rewarding those that get called out by the customer. And we don't just do it within the team, we do it across the entire business. There are folks in other countries that are hearing this week about what U.S. customer-facing folks are doing with our customer from a positive perspective. We want them to know that 
there are things to celebrate while we're are, we are trying to make our business better and improve that experience. So, you know, I use that word intent a lot. It's if you yeah. don't create the intent for it, it, it won't be received. It'll kind of just be, yeah, we're checking the box, but ours is very intentional and, and it, it's been received well so far. So, yeah. Love it, Rich. Well, a, a lot of wisdom coming from Rich today for those that would like to continue to, to sit under Rich's wisdom. Where could they find you? So uh, LinkedIn, uh, Rich Water on LinkedIn, uh, or you know my email address is richard.water at chap.com. Happy to engage in anyone that wants to have a conversation or chat or share perspectives. I always look into understand what's working, how things are learning. I mean, how people are learning new processes and procedures, what they've gone through. It's all about the journey. And for us, we've just kind of started on this path and looking forward to seeing where it goes, man. So appreciate the time. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Rich, for making experiences that matter so much to so many of us. And we'll catch you very soon. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Take care. Well, what an exciting conversation that was with Rich. I hope this has given you an opportunity to stop and to pause and think about maybe an area of the experience that you thought was just a stuck point, an an area where you could not control, but maybe you can impact that area for positive change. If, If we bring in different data, if we use people a little differently, if we leverage things like the gig economy, Maybe that can free you up to do something different there and bring a a positive change to the overall customer experience that you are designing. So a huge thanks once again to Rich. Next up on the Experience Matters podcast releasing in two weeks, we will have our special player experience episode. John Pompey is going to take the reins, and we've got an awesome guest, the the customer support director at Hit Factor Games, so you don't want to miss that one. So can't wait to see you all in a couple weeks, and until then, make experiences that matter. Thank you so much.